Leafs talk, J.D. Bunker, Sammy McKee. How we doing, brother? 52 seconds of sexiness tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I enjoyed the game tonight. Uh, it was a lot of action. Felt like a midweek out of conference game where you know, two teams that are kind of in a playoff spot that you know maybe doesn't mean as much to the, the starters second half of back-to-back. But I thought an exciting game. Thought some narratives to come out of it, I guess, if you want to go there. But uh, Simone Benoit saves a goal from a tying goal. We'd still be watching overtime right now. So big, uh, good big, game tonight. Big one. Big one. No, I'm yeah. going to start with the the positive, which is, like good. I said, the 52 seconds is sexy, which is the Leafs give up the game-tying goal. And you're sitting there going, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, this is going to be the way. And it was shaping up to be one where you're discussing, all right, well – Stars power penalty kill wasn't exactly great. And one bounces off a guy's ass past Wedgwood. Another one's a softy past Wedgwood. And you're just starting to see the game shape in a pretty terrifying direction, especially considering that this would be two blown leads or blown opportunities to get points anyways, late in hockey games. And boom, Mitch Marner and William Nylander, they just, they throw the capes on. I'll start with Marner's one just because, but I got when Marner is on, when he does those superstar plays, God, he just looks the part. That's that's how you look like an eleven million dollar man, Mitch Marner. Is is this play right here? Yeah, uh, I liked even early in the play where he takes body contact and the guy that he ran into. Mm. I'm not sure who it was, who was bigger than him, actually goes down. Everyone's bigger than him. Yeah, it's true. He actually wins the sort of the body battle, which you don't expect from him, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the front of the net. And let's be real here. Like Matthews throws an absolute grenade at him. Like this is just an Ooh. awful pass right into the feet, like no chant. And he makes a play high skill, kicks it up to his stick patience and just flips it upstairs. Like I really liked the goal scoring prowess for Marner this year. Like we always talked about how he wasn't a shooter. And, and, pardon? I've said prowess. You really French that up. It's prowess. prowess. Isn't, that a, isn't that a thing that you say? Prowess. 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 No, prowess. prowess. No. Prowess, prowess, scoring prowess. I don't know. Whatever. His pro- <laughs> I say prowess, but I'm, I'm talking yeah, like I'm talking like my very, boy. I'm talking like my boy Simone Benoit. Uh, his, <laughs> yeah. his goal scoring prowess, and he's done it a lot this year. Where he's done this very same move a lot, where he gets in tight on goalies, yeah. and it's not like the full hard wrister. It's more of like a flutterer, mm-hmm. like more of like a, a wait you out and just kind of find a spot. Did it the exact same shot to Sorokin the night before. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, love that goal from him. And I thought he was really, really good tonight, along with all the stars. Tried it star earlier. Night. Tried it earlier in the game, too. That yeah. same spot. That's that's yeah. becoming his signature spot. Mm-hmm. High right. High right, Rister. That's that's the Marner. You can almost bank on that now. Like, that is that is the place that he is going and to try to score. And it's funny, because earlier in his career, even yep. up until, I would say, the middle of last year, I would say his signature attempt to score a goal would be going across the body low blocker on goalies he yeah. loved to go low blocker on goalies you remember his first career goal was him scoring on Tuka Rask low blocker he really really tried to do that a lot so maybe they knew that the book was out on that one he's trying a different shot but yeah he uh he looks a lot more dangerous in front of the net than he used to give him credit he's really worked on that part of his game it's improved big time yeah, um, I like a lot of what you said there, but it, it especially interesting because a lot of great shooters now have started to adopt their game and have gone away a little bit from the shooting it high yeah. glove, and they've started to do hard and low, you know, low hard and low. Mm-hmm. And Marner just sort of seems to be 
picking something up where it's soft high and right, you know, just (laughs) soft high glove. So good adjusted by him. Honestly, like it's, it's a cheeky way to score and it's been effective for him, but I love what you said about how he takes the body. He gets up, he Mm -hmm. makes a beautiful play with his hands. Like, I don't think there's another guy on the Toronto Maple Leafs and that includes Austin Matthews who could have received that pass and made the play that Mitch Marner made with like given the circumstance out of his feet like that. That that's that's one guy on the team's hands only, and that's Mitch Marner. But the other part of it is I love the emotion. Okay. The the Leafs are just they're not gonna be the I, like Ryan Reeves tonight, right? He has a couple hits. What was it in the first period where he gets on top of like two guys and he tries yep. scrumming up and I'm going nice? And McCabe had some moments where obviously we'll get to that later on, oh, but yeah. it's not gonna be those players that set the tone and the identity for the team. It's this is it. This is the formula is Score sexy goals, right? Be that the stud scores sexy goals and then ham it up to the crowd, light a fire under the other stars, and get oh, some emotion in the hockey game. Because I thought that they were a little flat before this, dude. And then boom, it happens. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Nylander comes down right away and it happens all within 52 seconds. And that to me is the formula for the Leafs. I know it's like, oh yeah, score five goals with the studs, duh. Well, but I mean, like, score highlight real goals, beautiful plays with your stars and create a ton of momentum off of it. That's when the Leafs feel like they have an identity. Yeah. I mean, this has always been the identity and this will continue to be their identity that they just are four really great players. And it's like, this is the whole formula. This is what they well, bet like on. When it feels like an avalanche like this, you for know, sure. like when it feels for like sure. they do this in bunches and this is a thing that they've done for like, like for years. Mm-hmm. That was a great play by Tavares. If you're watching on the sports net yeah, plus or on YouTube it really is. And like, it's been, I think it's pretty clear that uh, the captain needed a break. He's had two of his better games in months since coming out of it, where he was really noticeable again tonight. Obviously scores again, gets an assist. Still hasn't scored an even strength goal in a really long time, but that's either, neither here nor there. That's a story for a different night. But he was really good again tonight, needed a break. But yeah, like I think, <laughs> I, I don't know how many times we can talk about them needing the stars to score, but you know, it's like, oh, their uh, offense is back. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander are your goal scorers tonight. So it's just, it's a pretty clear recipe and they were awesome tonight and you hope that they can do this in the playoffs. It's just the part where the, like, I'm not trying to be negative here, but you know what happens. The flip no, side of this, five goals a night from and your star players. And that's kind of what trees pivot was in the off season where what happened in the playoffs last year when they went up against Florida and they went up against Tampa, even in the latter part of the series against Tampa where they couldn't get a goal and they were scoring two, how many straight games they scored two in? Well, it was like six or it felt like it was yeah, six was games. Say, I, or something say, like. I, I think it was, I think it was six or seven games. So, so then obviously they thought that they needed more scoring in the bottom six. That's why you bring in a Bertuzzi. What's why you bring in a Domi. It's why you bring in Gregory. You bring in guys that are more offensive minded and it hasn't worked at all. So we, it's a good one tonight, and it's more for a bigger picture conversation. But yeah, I uh, I obviously loved all the Leafs stars tonight. They looked really good against a good stars team. Yeah, you know what though, I I really think it, the, I'm not trying to just be a contrarian here. I think people are really pissed at their lack of Bertuzzi production. I I think he's like on the verge of a a big breakout. He just oh, needs I one. He's, I would hope he's so snake bit. Like he had the one in front of the net tonight. He gets his stick lifted on another one where it's like a surefire goal. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's around it constantly, man, constantly around it. And he's been in the dirty areas. And 
I felt like there was a moment there with the empty net where Matthews was clearly hunting his 40 second because yeah. you know he wants his cookies. Oh, yeah. And Bertuzzi just wanted to see one go in the net so everybody could shut up. And they were in that foot race for it. And I went, Matthews, if you're the true leader of this team, let the poor guy have Matthews. one. You gotta <laughs> let him have it. You have to. He's dying for it. And of course, because he has some kind of curse, you know, he he did something, man. He like he did something in a different life that he's trying to shake right now because yeah, he is, he is fully, fully, fully cursed. I, and, and you can tell he's feeling it a little bit now too. Why you know? would you like not? This guy is yeah. not a total butcher. This guy's had production in the NHL. Like he can yeah. score. He I think yeah. he had a 20 or almost a 30 goal season one year with Detroit. Like that's yeah. not who he is, but the guy can put the puck in the net and it's just, exactly. it's evading him. Like it yeah, is, but all, it is going the opposite things. way. For he's, sure. He's, he's a little more gritty tonight too. Like, Listen, I hate to throw this guy under the bus, but he's a mutual friend of yours and I's, but he's the, the bad take king and it's Chris Abbott, right? Like, oh, has he ever, the, when he gets a, when he gets a good take, it'll be his first one, right? Oh, <laughs> he's Jesus. never. Love you, Chris. Holy. Oh, his bro, words, not mine. Brother, you know, we love the guy, but come on. Yeah. He's never oh, had a good take. He's, he's just a full-throated, <laughs> horrible take guy. But he texted me tonight and he's like, is this contract worse than Nick Ritchie? And I'm like, that's where I think some people are at with this guy because he's not scoring any goals. And that's not what I'm seeing. You know, like I'm seeing a guy who's doing a lot of positive things, who's mm. creating, who's generating, who's playmaking, who is getting into it a couple of times tonight with some stars mm. players. You know, I just, I f I'm feeling for him now. He's got to produce. It's not an excuse. Like he didn't get paid yeah. five and a half sheets. To that's, that's, that's where I'm at here. Like, I yeah. love, this is all sweet and warm and fuzzy, but like push one over the line, buddy, making five and a yeah. half. Yeah, like I want, I, I'm dying to love him. I truly am. I'm dying to love the guy and I really want to root for him. But at some point here, it's got to enter the net. Can I give one small excuse for him and for sure, others? Sure. Sure. It was a reminder tonight for me when Tavares scored. And now that's what three straight games for goals for him. Yep. And it's a power play goal. And it's a little bit of a softy that he ends up oh, scoring, yeah. right? Like Wedgwood. It's come on. You gotta, if you're a stars fan, you're probably not too pleased with that. But it was a reminder of Tavares has been getting no goals on the power play this season. And that's been a big reason why when you look at the production, it's not the same as years past. Mm -hmm. And when you have a power play that's been so geared towards five, like Bertuzzi's not getting time on the power play. Sniff. No, and that's it. He doesn't get even a second of it. And so when you're in a bit of a drought and you're a depth guy, right? Like you're Domi, for example, who's not getting any points or you're those guys that you're mentioning, right? Like Robertson, even who is getting a lineup when you don't get any power play time. And tonight, who knows? They, they like they scored all their power play goals yeah. all within the what three the for first... three. Yeah, they were three for three. Yeah. yeah, they they banged them all in immediately. Like they they were quick, quick, quick. But it it's at least worth I think mentioning that those guys never get any time with the extra skater. And on a lot of other teams, most other teams, they they would get those opportunities when it comes to slump busters. That's all. No, Again. I, I don't want to sound like I'm just like overdoing it with the excuses here, but I just, I think it needs to be noted. That is a legitimate reason. 100%. Yeah. And when I think, I think in the first round last year, when uh, he had, what do you have? 10 points in seven games with the Bruins. I honestly, I don't know. It's just I a think crazy it, he, heater. He was, but five of those points are power play points. Yeah. Like he, he is a guy that's played in the power play in his career and his skill set is one that can work on a power play and yeah. right before the right before the the Leafs murdered narrative week where we were like oh it's time to go to two units time to go to two units 
And Bertuzzi was like, oh, maybe now's my chance. Now's my chance. And then it was like, uh, yeah, they got two in that game against Winnipeg. And now they've scored what well, they scored four since coming out of the break. It's like, yeah. well, sorry, Bert. Time to sit back down there, buddy. Your chance is now gone. But yeah, you I, had a sliver it, of an opportunity. Yeah. I would just like to see him play with, you know, with Marner on the power play once in a while or whatever. And you probably have four to five more goals this year, at least. I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's all. Again, yeah. all right. Excuse making corner is now done. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the the show. Uh, yeah. We got to talk about John Wick McCabe, where he just oh, was out buddy. for revenge. He was out for revenge after that happened. I <laughs> I get why Marchman didn't do it, but you got to drop the gloves, buddy. Guy, try you you blindside a guy like that. You, you late hit. I know it's a tight game, but I. McCabe wants to go you after that. His face is all bloodied up. I think he owed him one. His like, I, I didn't like that. I didn't hate the hit as much as some people did. Let's put it that way. It's not a good hit. It's clearly a missed penalty. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was like as egregious as some people seem to think. Uh, but I think you got to give the guy's fight when he wants it. He's <laughs> sorry. Fucked. If you're watching on YouTubers, Voice that plus, yeah. that's me reacting to yeah, the hit. Listen to this it, podcast. You, you know that when Sam interrupts the show with, I just, I, I got to tell you, I love that. Cause that's such a dying thing in hockey where guys just yeah. a beat late and he hammers a guy. And when he had the puck in his stick, like, in 2002, we're on Leafs Talk, streaming on whatever platform we could do it on, you know, and we're talking about what a great play by Marchman. It's not, it's on the border, but it was a penalty. Probably could have called it a penalty. And McCabe, his wires cross. He is, I think, on first team all wires cross in the league. Like he is a guy that yeah. when something bad happens, you're not, he's not the same man. He yeah, is a squirrely, squirrely individual. Dude, there's, there's the, intermission between those oh, yeah. plays like okay. he had the full intermission to cool off and he came out immediately and what? has a shift where he tries to go him and then he bowls him through simon benoit like knocks over two guys he's yeah. just yeah he oh, wanted it i kind of feel like yeah he was already after marching early Love in the game top, but too. so it's you know it kind of feels and i thought the leafs came out and played pretty hard in the third period to me, like they were actually kind of finishing checks and harder on the body and played pretty, you know, good defensive hockey outside of the breakaway they let go behind Giordano and the the mm. tying the almost tying goal at the end. I thought they were played pretty solid for the leaf standards. But I think McCabe went in there <laughs> spitting blood was mm. and they're all like, Jesus Christ, like this guy's an we, animal. Like, if we don't play there. hard, if yeah. we don't play hard, he's gonna hit us. Like <laughs> we gotta yeah. play. So I uh I think McCabe is a really important guy to this team, just the way that he plays. Cause there's so few guys on the team that have that sort of that, you know, quote unquote dog in him. He's just an animal, mm-hmm. but he's just a little bit over overcast, you know, like he plays a little bit too much. Like if this guy was, if Benoit and McCabe was like your third pair playing, the most popular 13, third pair playing, the the, playing 13 to 14 minutes where you had four other guys that played most of the time. And those two guys just went out there looking for skulls. They would be, they'd be putting on legends row next week. Like they're just, they play a little bit too much for my liking, but I love so much what those two guys bring. And again, tonight, and I love the play. I love later in the game was Benoit who him and McCabe have really obviously become buds, become a partnership. 
Mm-hmm. Benoit almost brought out a stretcher for Marchment. Like he, I thought Benoit just, was genuinely one of the best players. He just, course. just missed him. And I mm-hmm. just, I loved it because it's like, he clearly is pissed at Marchment too. That's his buddy. That's his, his D partner. And he's trying to send a message and he did. So Benoit has been absolutely balling for the mm-hmm. least. He's yep. been so good. And yeah. you just, you wonder when the next shoe is going to drop. You wonder when this is going to not happen. But he's been excellent, and you just got to keep riding the hot hand, man. You just no, there's have no to. question. There's no question, dude. He's he's like, yeah, he's he's of critical import to the team. He's, but yeah, I, I just I do think that we're enjoying it so much, and we like the guy, and we are so used to just rooting for the blue collar player that yeah. I. And yes, you're right that everybody on this team is miscast except for Morgan Riley at this point, right? Yeah, like, you're it's, right. It's a good point. It's true. Like all of the all of the guys are playing one spot too high. It's one mm-hmm. of the biggest. They they probably need two defensemen, honestly. But for sure, they certainly need one to push guys down. But Benoit, man, where the hell would they be without him? Like, had they missed on Klingberg and it was just Lagason, right? Had Benoit not been a factor, he not been a part of this team, and Lagason, I think, has been fine. And, and yeah. by the way, mm. I think he's in next game for Geo again yeah. because and, listen, yeah. we like maybe to pivot off of the Benoit thing is Keith. Remember when he sat David Camp and he went no more defensive boo-boos anymore? He can't do that with the forward group because there's nobody else, right? He's got to go down to the Marlies and get Alex Steve for God's sakes if he wants to swap somebody in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But with the blue line, he can go to Lagason uh, or Timmons instead of Giordano. And I think that after a game where you lost because of a broken play where you let the D get behind you and you said that it was peewee, Mm-hmm. To have a game time goal where Giordano gets caught flat footed on a uh, on a nice you know, set play by Dallas, whatever, to let the to let the stars get behind you for the game tying. Well, it wasn't the game time goal, but the game time play. Yeah, um, I think it's another sit moment for Giordano. Unfortunately, like I, I do, I, I don't I don't know it's a certainty that he plays Saturday night. In fact, if I had to guess, I'd probably lean yeah sixty forty. He doesn't play. Yeah, I think it's fair, and I think if you've been listening to this show since it started, you know both of our thoughts on Mark Giordano and what he's given the Leafs, but it's it's heading in the other direction here, and it has mm-hmm. been for a while, and I think they need to, they have a capable guy on the outside in Lagason who hasn't played, when's the last time he even played? Feels like it's been a quite some time. I'm not saying you're benching Gio for the rest of the year here, I'm not saying he's totally No, they done. won't do that, he's too important no. in the room. But I think it's I think it's time to maybe go one in one out kind of thing here. December twenty seventh is the last time Legacy played. That's getting to be a long time here. Yeah, I I think it's time for a couple old Legacy games and let Geo rest a bit and hope that it has the effect that the rest had on the other you know on Tavares or had. Thing on- is, they just came back from the also like it didn't yeah. happen for Tavares because no, he was right. sad. He just t- yeah, came right. from the also. Right. I just yeah. He's just he's just it's it's he's getting old. It's past his best before date. Is probably past and. I, I don't know. Like, listen, they're they're gonna make some trades here. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna go all in or anything. But like to me, the trade is is that you bring in a guy that you can not have Giordano play every night and probably not in the playoffs too. Like he's an option, but he's not a go-to guy for this team on the penalty kill when he's in. Like he's just he's just they're asking way too much of him, and it's showing. So you know what though? It it he's he and Lilligren are both terrible oh, yeah. right now like yeah, Lilligren, Lilligren is fighting it bad too. yeah it's just he's he's lost out there and it was again tonight where it was not a good Lilligren performance there like he had a he had a few really really tough shifts in this game mm-hmm. and yeah I just I couldn't help but wonder oof like they or think about 
where he was at last year and what people were thinking that he was going to be in terms of import to this blue line versus where he's at now and how much that's really hurting them. Uh, well, he's, done, all right. he's done the, he's done had a very similar trajectory in the last three seasons where he's come out yeah. and he's been really good for them. And they're like, Oh, it's start, finally starting to happen. And then he goes through these massive dips where but it's this like, year he just said nothing. The, this, he was, this year he was, he's a net, I'll give him credit. He was better at the start of the year. Then he had that brutal injury when Marshawn tripped him into the boards and he and just he hasn't, no he hasn't, he hasn't found it since. So yeah. to me, like, is that a Rasmus Sandin situation where he's just one of like, you're, I know you're subtracting from a blue line. That's already thin, but you just bring in somebody different and he mm-hmm. goes somewhere else and you get a pick or whatever you get for him. Like, I, I just, I don't think. I think we know what he is. Like, is he going to next year jump out somewhere and be like, oh my God, Timothy, he's arrived. Like, I'm pretty comfortable knowing what Timothy Lilligren is at this point. Like, I guess he's still pretty young and maybe he has a longer career after he leaves. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just feels like every season's the same with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. is I, I Months ago, I would have thought a, a Neil or a, sorry, a Lilligren challenge trade would have been nuts because of the contract and him being still an RFA yeah. who's controllable. It's going to be cheap and he's young and he's decent and he's shown flashes and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I, I don't know how anybody could be heartbroken if you no. put him in a challenge trade at this point, right? Or like a very similar trade to the one that you're talking about, the Sandine deal, yeah. where you're getting well, you're not going to get a first for him, though. No, no, I don't you're think not. He, but, doesn't have the, he doesn't have the upside that Sandine no, does. No, no, that no, no, you no. can't. But, no, but an asset. I'm saying like sure. you're getting back a real asset. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could get a second for him and yes. reroute that second for Tanev, like you'd do that in a heartbeat. Yet I don't no think you're, Calgary, like Calgary, wouldn't do him for a second. Like something along those lines is what I'm saying. Is that that's that's what I would be talking about with uh with a Lilligren type right. of trade. Anyway, Sean Monahan um, got a first round pick. Sean Walker, they're asking for a first round pick. You're not getting Tanev for not a first rounder. That's the terrifying yeah. part of this. Well, guess what? I'm hoping that they don't end up with Tanev. Um, I agree. Not not now. I, <laughs> not yeah, I hope that. That they, I'm I'm good if they sign him. But yeah, the the trade I've never been on record this entire time. Like I I do not want to trade a first round pick for. I'm coming to your pick. side, buddy. I agree. Uh, so one one last major plot point from this game mm-hmm. for me uh, is just simply the penalty kill in the second period was beyond awesome. massive. Like, awesome. Awesome, but huge because if we're doing alternate reality times. You and I were texting, all right? If we're unleashing the text, okay. there was a moment in this game early where the Leafs are getting outshot and outplayed by Dallas. And I thought Dallas did fade in the second period. Like, they looked more like a team, but it was Scott Wedgwood in net. And the Stars were given some good push. And then they get this power play. And I thought, man, if if they score here, right? Like, if they if they grab this one and all of a sudden the Leafs are behind, I felt like we were fully back in... Sheldon keep fire keep watch like, it's, oh, yeah. like it it felt that way dude like it, it really did in that moment and his team stepped up and they gave him a great kill and again it was a lot of the stars that were complicit in it so good for them but I just I I thought that this was actually kind of the the hinge moment of the game if you will for sure I think uh, this pe- the penalty kill over the last two games without two of their guys that are most important to it and mm-hmm. Callie Yarncroft and David Camp has actually been pretty solid and yeah. I'll give them credit. Like tonight, they were pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, this is a recipe. This is how you win a playoff game is your power play is good and your penalty kill is good. Like yeah. how many times have we sat here 
after not well not here specifically but after yeah, we, fight, we watch we, all the Leafs games we've no but after, we've no but after, after all the four four for a long time we've done a lot no, of the narratives but no but all the all. but no I just meant like the playoff series in general even before yeah. we've done this show is that it always comes down to special teams and the other team has better special teams than the Leafs and it's like their power play dries up at the worst possible time it's like you see tonight where they have a good power play the penalty kill is solid. Their core fours are scoring. This is how you win the playoffs. That's this is the exact type of recipe. You don't give up four, obviously. Maybe you hope it's more of a three-two score than five-four, but this is the type of game that you like to look up. Yeah, Samsonov obviously lets mm-hmm. in four tonight, but did you have a problem with the game at all? Oh, you did. You got the face. I just I think it was the first game since he's been back that I had visions of old Sammy, I would say. Like there was like for longer stretches. There was little quiet moments in the other games where I got a little bit worried, but uh, mm. I had to see all the goals back here. I, I don't know if you want to roll them quick or whatever. Uh, I'm trying to think. I didn't like the goal that made it 5-4. I thought that was a one that gets through his glove. Probably need that save. This one's a tough one. First, first power play goal. It's Ben right for between the hash marks. Not going to kill him for that. Shoot uh penalty shot. He's terrible on breakaways. He's just, he's really not good in the shootout and breakaways. The guys really seem to have a book on him. I he's fine. I don't think he was the reason. Like if they had a, I I wouldn't give him a ton of credit for the win. I didn't think he was awful, but mm-hmm. wouldn't say I loved the game. Is that okay? Yeah, Is that fair? Yeah, let in four goals. I think yeah. you're jumping at the bit to crush nah, him. I, no, I don't care. I listen. One, I really don't care. I, I I don't have a I don't have a dog in this fight. Like I don't yeah. I don't care about any of the goalies. Just save it. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care if Wall goes in there is good. I don't care if Martin Jones is good. I got no axe to grind. Just see, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. And the only reason why is because he's still not swimming around. Like, he's he was letting a bunch of goals tonight, but he didn't look like Samsonov, the head case, just flying around his crease. And like, every shot is a dangerous rebound off of him. Like, still felt like he was poised in that. I don't really feel like there was a stinker in the bunch. Like the the goalie that let in the worst goal tonight was by far Wedgwood on the power play goal by Tavares. Would like, like that. Would like what? that one. Yeah, would have liked that one there. That no, that's right. a wrister from the top of the circle. It beats him glove side. Would have liked that one, but it's okay. They didn't. Yeah, I thought, like you said, he's not swimming as bad as he usually is. Thought yeah. he was towards the end of the game a little bit more disjointed, but he's fine. So I, yeah. I don't. This, I'm not going to sit here and kill him. Definitely want to have that one. A lot of traffic, tons, but also still, Wyatt Johnson, uh, local guy for an out of out of market team, comes in and scores. Uh, gave that pick out today. Real Kipper and Born. Yeah. Uh, bet Wyatt Johnson goal plus two sixty. Yeah. So, uh, Sandal the handles back, buddy. I'm just giving out winning picks. Although two of my picks I gave out yesterday to win, but that's okay. I gotta tell you though that plus two sixty, the book that I use, I got a better number than that because I also did you bet it. it? Atta boy, yeah. a boy. Uh, plus three twenty for it. I didn't even yeah. see your show. I liked that bet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like I. Yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, nice bet, nice pick. Um, Thank you. Very, very nice. Yes, yeah, Sandal Handle is back. After, after being the coldest man in the universe, he went like literally uh, yesterday too. I gave I out I, the only one I didn't do yesterday. I bet I gave two same game parlays. I bet the one that we did on the Vancouver, yeah. but yeah. I gave out Kuzmenko goal Flames win, and I didn't bet it was plus six twenty five. Oh, <laughs> yeah, brutal. See, you and I both did have the Lindholm goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Win. We like yeah. the Canucks at the plus yeah. number, but. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, we had to get greedy and throw a Mikheyev point in there. So, yeah, that was all you too, because I was me. You and I was like, "Here's the parlay," and you're like, 
Mikhaev. I was like, and you knew who you were talking to, the Mikhaev lover of all lovers, the guy who yeah. was his biggest apologist uh, in town. And yeah. of course, I was willing to dial that one up. Anyways, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be giving out a lot of picks this week for Super Bowl. I, I've mm. been doing props every single day this week. Uh, by the way, tomorrow on my pod, yeah, Leafs rumors with uh, Frank Saravelli and also nice. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, the former Chiefs Sick. offensive line. Yeah, Sick. They about playing with Mahomes a little bit. And when they won the Super Bowl and then, yeah, won the Super Bowl and then pandemic happened and then he went and became a doctor. <laughs> it's like pretty big shift. <laughs> yeah. I got paid a huge amount of money and won a Super Bowl. He's like, I'm great. I'm offensive lineman. COVID hits and he's like, I'm a good guy. I'm going to go be a doctor. It's like, yeah. wonder how he feels watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl right now. Like, oh, so. God. Uh, the last thing I have, cause I wanted to do a quick, cause this is our last show before the Super Bowl. We don't have a show on Saturday night. I want to do a quick question. Oh with yeah. The Super Bowl. Oh yeah. yeah. This is a quick PSA. Just, Hey, yeah. we don't have a show on Saturday night. I'm going to my friend Ben's 40th birthday party, Ben Ennis. Super, so wish yeah. him a happy birthday. If you're a fan, wow, he's him. old. Yeah. He's real old. Guess what? <laughs> Ancient. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels, it's going to, it's going to feel good there. At his birthday. Yeah, you're a youth compared to him. Yeah, no, I was a baby. <laughs> a little sweet little baby boy. And then uh just I will say every Lee fan's life flashed before their eyes when Morgan Riley got crunched into the boards. Oh knees. my god, dude. Holy. And Broadcast it was a weird one. Whole, like his legs went straight, and I so did my they heart. Bang like together. That. They banged together weird, and it was a hard hit. And he there, even there was like a moment later in the game. Mm-hmm. where he was flexing it out where i saw it and i was like oh he's still not feeling right but then he just burned sagan in a foot race a little bit later and i was like oh okay he's back it's fine mm-hmm. but yeah that was a horrifying scary. moment for leaf fans everywhere because you scary. lose him you might lose the playoffs scary, scary, uh, scary last one before we go here i don't know have you given out an official pick on who you're taking maybe i don't want to screw over your podcast so we won't well no but uh i mean i i did tweet the second Literally the second the oh, yeah, matchup right. got announced, yeah, I put a pretty massive bet on the Chiefs at a plus number because mm-hmm. I, I bet the Ravens. And the feeling I had of betting against Mahomes in that first half, ah, ah, ah. Dog, yeah, <laughs> that feeling I had was like horrible among my lowest. I went, I can't imagine sitting with someone who didn't watch sports and they were like, so that's the best guy maybe ever. They're like, yeah. <laughs> like and, and why did you <laughs> and you could have gotten so you how betting works is the favorite <laughs> and i would go yeah and they would say and you're you you fancy yourself someone who watches a lot of sports talks about sports for a living and gambling for, and i was like yeah and then yeah i've been googling like giant rugs to and put you that bet person. and you bet on the guy in purple with the noodle arm who gets scared yeah. every time there's a rush you bet on that guy yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, I put a very heavy bet on the Chiefs, and I am nice. like I'm I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. I truly, deeply hate the San Francisco 49ers. So, yeah, if the Niners win the Super Bowl and I lose a criminal amount of money to be betting, I have a tough, tough. I, I got a lot, I I put in a lot of props again. Follow on Instagram at JD Bunkus. Yep. I've been putting in my favorite props of the week. Uh, I shared a couple of them today, so I'm gonna compile those all for Sunday. But yeah, I got a million bets. Like the thing, the thing to me is I can go to sleep at night losing on betting on Mahomes. If yeah, Mr. Okay. if Mr. Irrelevant, right. if Mr. Irrelevant's going to beat one of the best all time in the Super Bowl, good yeah. on him and I can live with that. But yeah. I can't bet on the worst pick, the last pick in the draft against Patrick Mahomes. And hey, you know my theory uh and I won a lot of money in the Bucks versus the uh Chiefs Super Bowl. Never bet against the zebras baby. 
never bet against them zebras. And you know they want that little Taylor kit, uh, little smoochie Taylor and Travis. I, I forgot you and I were on opposite sides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was and ra- I was going, refs, so go. Go, refs, go. <laughs> so happy, and I was so miserable because – you bet like nothing, and I Not thousands <laughs> of dollars. I won like I won like six hundred and fifty bucks during that. Yeah, I know you was did. electric. You yeah. were so happy, and I was drunk. Just there first like, touchdown. Hey, it was amazing. Yeah, it was good. That was a good one. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave five stars. Hit the thumbs up, and uh, yeah, follow on Twitter and Instagram. Do all those things, and we will see you on next Tuesday. No Leafs talk on Saturday night. Uh, all right, we'll see you Tuesday.